But yeah, it was such a pleasure having you. I know that when I got your information on our digital desk, I was like, oh my God, I love her. Like, she's so beautiful. And I'm such a fan of Southeastern and Southeast Asian culture that I've been and lived in Jakarta and I spent uh, about six months in that area. Wow. Um, and went to Singapore, Bali. And then I've also recently went on an excursion to visit Cambodia. So I've never been oh to God. Europe, never been to Filipino, never Philippines rather, but I would love adobo. <laughs> well, I mean, that pretty much says it all. I think you know more about the Southeast Asian culture than I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I I was in Jakarta. I did um, Indonesia for like three weeks and I, I did Jakarta as well. And it's it's a very intense uh, part of Indonesia because <laughs> I went to um, Yogyakarta as well and did and I climbed Merapi and stuff like that. It's like so different from the outside, but but yeah, you got to check out the Philippines. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely have to check that out. So tell us, you've been, I mean, you're from Australia originally, right? Yes. Um, yeah. Well, I was born in the Philippines and then we moved to Australia when I was like four years old. My my mom, my dad, my my sister. So, um, but yeah, that's why this story is just, yeah, it's so important. It's so relevant and it's, um, yeah, it's pretty special to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, not to, I don't want to jump too fast forward into the cleaning lady on Fox because that's an amazing show. And I was watching some of your clips and I, and, I, and your acting chops are just like phenomenal. Oh. I was like, whoa, look at Martha. But, and I've seen, I'm sure people are, are they're, they're going to recognize you from Entourage and other shows and other iconic movies like La Bamba. But before we jump into that, can you tell us how did you embark on this journey? Because I was trying to do the research on, you know, I, I know that you loved acting, you make it fun. But yeah. how did you really embark on this journey? Um, well, originally, I, you know, I wanted to actually be a journalist and I wanted to be one of those back to you, Bob, situations. <laughs> and then um, I was at Sydney University studying and I just got the bug for acting during high school when I did um, The Importance of Being Earnest. And, and then, you know, cut to getting into the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. So um, initially it was in L.A. first and then I discovered New York which was just a place that just resonated for me at that time. I, I, I arrived there with pink hair and I was like, you know, I was young and fearless and New York was just a place to just be young and fearless. And so I auditioned at the um, academy there and then I got accepted and graduated from the uh, New York Acad American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And then ever since then, um, I was supposed to go back to university, but I was fortunate enough to start booking work after I graduated, you know, primarily just commercials, modeling, and then finally just, you know, landing some uh, um, supporting roles in Law & Order, like all the New York shows, you had to stamp it <laughs> in order to, to gain credits. And um, it's just, yeah, it's been an incredible um, many years of, you know, trying to just maintain consistency as an actor but it's just always worth it <laughs> yeah it surely is it's just such a pleasure to to also research and then I found some really amazing statements that you've made about being of a you know being you know Asian this show is groundbreaking and being a part of other shows that have uh, you know predominantly Asian cast how does that feel being um, being a trailblazer in the industry? Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you're one of them. I mean, I can count on my fingers in all of my life. Uh, and I'm, I'm in New York at the moment, just like to let you know. 
But um, yeah, I mean, I mean, for me, I've seen you know Michelle Yeoh and Lucy Liu, and I still haven't seen too many Asian Americans or too many Asian people on the cover of magazines. It's just kind of like very sad a little bit. You feel, the only cover I, I, I pretty much remember is Lucy Liu and Cosmo or, or one yeah. of those magazines. But that's it. That's yeah. you know. So I feel like you're still trailblazing. You're still trailblazing. Wow, that that's so um that I just made my day. <laughs> All I can say is that I, I completely agree with you. I think you know the journey to just this movement of representation and um just allowing for that representation to empower. Um, all different cultures, uh, you know, especially like, as you said, um, you know, it's very, I mean, for me, the acting was slim pickings, like roles back when I first started, it was just, yeah, you're either a nanny, a cleaner, or, and I still am to this day, but this is the reason why this is so different is that, <laughs> is that this is a show that humanizes all the stereotypes that have been put on, you know, certain cultures it allows you to see that we are all the same, regardless of our status, our vocation, etc. We're dealing with the same family issues that everybody deals with, um, you know, regardless of how dysfunctional we are. They're still at the heart of, of the show is that that's why it's so relatable is because you see the, the conflicts between Tony and Fiona. And even though they are at heightened levels because we are undocumented, she's dealing with the mob. <laughs> Um, I just still think that the core of the show um, is about family. And um, and you see that even in Armand's relationship with Nadia, you know, it's just um, a lot of these conflicts are very relatable to, to everyone. And then, of course, the being a single mother um, as well. Those were the very, um, I think, important core of the show as well is for me to portray that honestly because I'm not a mother and um, I wanted to honor that and honor the the hardships and the challenges that single mothers to go through but obviously you know I know that the single parents in general but yeah so that's why there's it's just such a a show that is um, it's just jam-packed with so many issues that people can relate to. How did you prepare yourself for the role? Um, for me, I honestly, I look back on a lot of the challenges my parents, you know, faced when they moved to Australia. And at that time, we were the only Asians in our suburb. So it was, it was, you know, culturally shocking for everybody, like my parents, especially, but um, for us, you know, physically being different, culturally being different, all you want to do is assimilate um, in order to fit in and, and uh, really thrive in your environment. But because of that, you know, you don't want to lose your identity as well, um, uh, being Filipino. So I think I had to go back to just the experiences that my parents faced and how they dealt with it very gracefully uh, in terms of just, you know, the discrimination um, and and also just a lot of the experiences marginalized people, you know, go through. So, yeah, for me, it was very personal. Yeah. And it shows in your performance. I mean, you're so dropped in as a talent and a, as an actress. It's just like, wow, it's just so natural. And you, um, the, young, the young lady you know, that plays your daughter, right? Um, oh, wow. Um, she and- just like, she's like, uh, she's like, it's like the two of you together on screen is like, who do I watch? She's like. <laughs> 
Well, I mean, like, I think the whole uh, cast in general is just they're all so talented and completely diverse culturally. But just I think a lot of our experiences personally, because we are from all different backgrounds um, of culture, um, really resonate uh, within our performances because they are real. <laughs> and that's why I think this show is so authentic because of the stories and experiences we've been through in our personal lives, trying to assimilate culturally or at least just as a global world um you know how to do that when you are um immigrating or just moving to different places it's it is it's uh, i think it's something that everybody can relate to and uh speaking of which when you resided in australia what part of australia did you live in because australia is a massive country first and foremost and then now australia is like all it's everywhere the music is coming out they have rappers like 360 gautier has, yes. has been on our cover and so has 360 but the great thing is that and then also wingy wingy is one of the top influencers in the world and she's on youtube and she's um i think she's a chinese and she's from Australia. So she's one of the biggest YouTubers in Australia. She has like her own little line of like DYI, whatever, do it yourself. Um, I guess like little fun things to do. The young people, she's doing K-pop. So it's a lot of trailblazers and people didn't even know. And I think we're all ignorant to a certain degree when it comes to Australia's rich history and how you have, and you know, indigenous. And there's also um, Aborigines. And people don't really even know about that world. So how was it like for you um, then versus now? Have you seen an influx of more people of color or marginalized yeah. communities? That's such a great question and a great point to highlight because I honestly, yeah, when the reason why I, I left Australia was there was no work for me. <laughs> um, back then, and 20, you know, 25 years ago, a lot of the um, characters that were portrayed um, were, you know, of, uh, of white uh, characters, white roles, and um, on the beach, you know, the blonde, blue-eyed, um, you know, stereotype as well. <laughs> but um, one thing that people don't realize is that uh, Australia is so multicultural. We are very close to Asia, so there's a huge diverse population. There's a lot of Europeans who also immigrated there, um, uh, you know, back I mean, way back when I don't want to <laughs> I don't want to like um, give any false uh, um, historical facts or anything. But just in general, I grew up in a very multicultural environment, although initially first it, I, I grew up in a very surfer town. So I was the only one of the only Asians there amongst a lot of the surfers. So, I, you know, I was forced to assimilate, but I also love that part of who I am. Um, but moving forward to now, coming back 25 years later, I'm so impressed um, with the evolution of how Australia's entertainment industry um, is moving forward to really showing a lot a lot more um, cultural representation through their advertising, through their TV shows. Like, like now, I, I, I would love to go back there and work because there is actually, there, there are opportunities for me. <laughs> So that's, uh, for me, I'm just so proud of that. And, uh, you know, it, it took time, but it's always about just, um, you know, allowing for things to kind of evolve. And I think with social media, a lot of the world can't ignore anymore the differences that we should all include, you know, and represent um, in media. Yeah. And people really need to, I don't even want to admit it, but it's so true, like you said, like, we tend to forget how close Los Angeles, how close, very close, um, Australia is to Asia. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so many expats are there, particularly in Bali, 
Um, but I went, yes. I was like, whoa. No way. That's why I went to Indonesia as well, because I knew that, you know, there's a lot of surfers there and everything. So, but I mean, yeah, I mean, in general, Australians, I think are everywhere because we're so far away from everybody else that we just want to travel and see the world. And, and I think that's so important because that way you don't have such a narrow point of view of the world. You see other cultures, you, you experience how people, you know, live differently to you and it broadens everybody's perspectives of how people should be or not. <laughs> so with the success of this show, you guys are in your second season. How does that feel like when you found out when it was announced that you guys were going to a second season? Like, how did that feel? Oh, my God. We were just like, <laughs> I was in New York at that time and I was it was freezing cold. And I remember just uh, I was like, I'm just going to sleep. It was 10 o'clock at night. And then I get a call, um, I think, from Oliver Hudson. And I didn't realize that everybody else was patched in. And he, you know, I was groggy. And then I was like, who's this? Who's calling me at this time of the night? I'm already in bed. <laughs> like by 10 and he's like are you sleeping I said yes and then everybody came on and um you know our showrunners Melissa Carter and Miranda Kwok um announced it and we were just in I mean I would think I was the most excited everybody else was just like playing it cool I'm like why is everybody so so relaxed (laughs) I mean really honestly I feel like I haven't heard about a tv show on network television in so long until yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's really you. It's it's your show, and it's like out of all the networks, it had to be Fox. It was like I knew, you know, Fox has always been doing some trailblazing things yes. for marginalized communities, and they've always done some, you know, they've always had this little, you know, this luminous cloud amongst them as well or over them because of you know who owns them and yes. you know they're bad with this person. But it's kind of like it's like exactly. if you really think about it, Fox is always pushing the envelope. Yes. And especially right now in society with what's going on, it's so like, it's so current and it's still a little, it's still above trend because I just did a story on Mexico's, I can't pronounce my Spanish is terrible, Merida, Merida, it's just like in a Southern uh, area of Yucatan Peninsula where Cancun is. So yes. that area, I did, I did a story and then I noticed like, are these my friends on Facebook talking about their, their hair? I'm like, what? So it's like a lot of Americans are moving to places like Merida and Valladolid or some of those areas like Tulum to get a better way of life. So it's like we're going down there. So now we're immigrating, we're migrating to their land. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, like, what is going on? So this topic is on the money. And it's like, I mean, I, I love the fact that Fox allows you all to have such immense emotional life. Yeah. And I know watching you, I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm really witnessing a family going through some turmoil, like going through the drama of can't, can't get in touch with the lawyer, can't get in touch with the, he, you know, you overpay this person. I mean, it's just, it's just so, such a great blessing for you to be a part of such a great project because like I said before, I haven't heard of anything on network television. I'm so like many other Gen Z, millennial X, you know, uh, Gen X Xers as well. They're, yeah. We're all into the um, Netflix and chill. So it's like, you know, all like the cleaning lady, the cleaning lady. If you haven't seen it, it's on everywhere. It's like a clip here, a clip there. And I was going through it and I was like, look at you. I was so happy too oh. as well because you're such a sophisticated, beautiful, intelligent you know, woman, and it's like, we need oh, more of that. <laughs> yeah, 
But we need more of that out there. We need more of that because there's so many people like you with grace and just legacy and just exude prominence. And oh, it's like, God. I was like, oh my God. And it's like, even when you look at your words, you look amazing. <laughs> I, I am just, today, I, I'm going to be floating around in clouds after hearing that. So thank you so much. But I think in, in terms of what you just said, it says everything like, you know, this show um, also opened up and especially the movement of allowing for more representation opens up the talent pool where they would never have been considered before. I mean, I would never thought I've been, I would have auditioned for a series regular lead and then playing a Filipina on top of that. And then for it to be like so um, raw uh, on network TV, because as you said, there is a difference in terms of the the, the content on network TV and and how limited we are in terms of the restrictions there. So I'm so proud to be a part of this, that they have broken so many barriers um, in many ways, but still are, you know, maintaining the whole network protocols of programming. And, and that's why it's just wonderful that it, it is such a still a huge platform that people can, that we can still express that on, on network TV, which is really like unheard of these days. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like you have that, like you said, it's time constraints. It's almost like you, like we both know, being in the entertainment industry, they're timing those segments. Those segments yeah. are timed. They have a such amount, you know, you know. You're, like, you're like, I'm about to cry. Can I cry? They're like, cry now. It's like, why? I can't cry right now. I got to cry one more second. You know, it's, it's time. You know, the commercial break has to come. Insert to this, you know. Exactly. When the streaming networks, why they didn't put it on a streaming platform for FX? But I like it on Fox. I like it on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, initially, I think they were going to, but Miranda Kwok, from what I remember, she mentioned that um, that Fox was actually just wanted to grab it straight away, um, despite you know the just the gravity of the content and um, and like as you said, push boundaries and uh, was you know Fox is willing to go there and Warner Brothers TV, who's a who produced this this uh, show as well same kind of support was just incredible so I mean again I am just so um blessed to be a part of this project and to work with Elodie Jung as well like she's just such an explosive um you know lead character and for her to kind of just um just lead the way for everybody else you know and open more doors it's just it's an honor <laughs> It's so cool, too, because people keep, I mean, we all tend to forget, but correct me if I'm wrong, but Nicole Kidman, isn't she from Australia, too? Nicole yes. And Naomi Watts. And, yes. you know, I don't, we haven't heard a name for the acting realm. It's just been very, I feel like it's been very, like, music, 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 music. So it's like, you know, um, to see, like, you're pushing this whole other platform for that country. It's like, oh. whoa. And also, it's so cool that you you take pride in being an Aussie as well, because, you know, it's very obvious, um, which I think, is, you know, <laughs> which is so cool because you respect your heritage and your ethnicity and your legacy. But also you understand that, you know, you're Australian, too. You lived there for a while, you know, so but with the success of the show and um, with, you know, being embraced so heavily around the world, um, what's what, what's in the pipeline for you? What's next? Um, I mean, for me, like, you know, we all pray for another season, so we continue telling the story. <laughs> but um, I actually did, I did a film in between um, shooting and it's a, it's, it's a, it's a rom-com, but it's going to be on Hulu. 
And um, I, I play a very different character from Fiona. I'm actually an art gallery owner. I'm quite posh and rich and arrogant and obnoxious, but it's a comedy. So it's going to be, it's going to be great to, I mean, it was wonderful to work on a comedy because I hadn't done that in many, many years. And so um, that's coming out, I believe, uh, I think after we finish the season. So it's wonderful that it's um, straight after. But it, yeah, it, um, at this point, you know, it's all about just kind of like continue trying to find work. Uh, that's one thing that I've learned living in New York and being an actor. It's like, you know, you can never just chill. You got to just keep the hustle, man. And it's like, <laughs> and and I think that's such that's the work ethic that I got from from New York, where it's just like, you stand still, people just run you over, man, literally on the pavements, like move. So you got to keep that going too. Yeah, you got to keep a hustle vibe here, definitely. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, okay, I, I just want to, I'm just ordering a slice of pizza. <laughs> you know, you're trying to make a decision, is it pepperoni or do you want to do a vegan day? Or is it like, know. you know, no cheese, just all veggies? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's no time. What? Just get your pizza, get your pizza. <laughs> So, and are there any other favorite actors or um, actresses or anyone else in entertainment you're dying to work with or you would love to have a dream job with? Oh, my goodness. Um, I mean, I would love to, there's so many, obviously the greats, you know, De Niro, Pacino, Meryl Streep. I mean, those, I mean, growing up, I would, Sally Field, I would just kind of be in awe, Glenn Close, watching them. So just to kind of be on the side, even just say two lines with them on the same screen, I'm like, I can't um but no I mean there's just so many I think you know content these days are, are it's just becoming so imaginative so creative but I think what people really want is also relatability of what's happening in the world and the the changes that they're going through because we're so clocked in with social media that in order to be really entertained there has to be authenticity in a lot of the things that are coming out and so I think anything that um uh you know is being created right now it's it's coming from that perspective and so I'm just excited I'm excited to still be in the game <laughs> why right. right? yeah yeah because yeah because I mean uh what um J-Lo and you know made it cool J-Lo and you yeah. know everybody you know Haley Berry um yeah. yourself Michelle Yo like they've made it they made it extremely you know feasible and accessible and yeah. also like you know it's kind of like whoa 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 look at Martha you know <laughs> so I mean I'm, for me yeah that's exactly just watching those women like main you know maintain consistency throughout their career and still be as fierce and hot as ever and no matter what age they're still just killing it and it's like you know it's really great to see that people are embracing themselves no matter what which is great I'm so I'm super excited for you because every like looking at you I'm like my mind is going into product placement and marketing <laughs> I'm like this is so awesome because Martha it you have undeniably great bone structure beautiful woman oh. Wow. I'm, I'm hoping and praying that someone in advertising is watching what I'm watching and seeing what I'm seeing and offer you what is, you know, what belongs to you, what oh. is in your destiny and what you deserve. Because when I'm looking at you, I'm seeing like something flawless, like fierce, phenomenal, a campaign, something, somebody, somebody called this lady coach is like, wow. no, you know, because it's like cosmetic, you know, 
Covergirl, hello. <laughs> like somebody call her. Like this is ridiculous because like your beauty is like everyone's we've all we've all seen you. We all we've all had crushes on you forever, forever. And it's like now you're like, it's like, can't she not be like attractive? It's like you're playing like you're playing, you're playing like somebody's mom. In the kitchen, always in the kitchen. I know, I've seen some pretty raw days with Fiona and I saw like some of the scenes. I was like, whoa, I guess that's what I look like as a mom these days. <laughs> have you lent, have, speaking of which, have you lent your name to any support for community involvement or philanthropy that you can, that you want to touch on or shed some light to? Um, I mean, for me, uh, you know, I'm always donating to Planned Parenthood and um, there's also a cause, Damayan Projects, which is... Um, uh, legal uh, access for Filipino um, who are undocumented. And uh, it was something that I discovered while I was, you know, starting to work on this show. But um, one thing with Planned Parenthood, it was for me, like being, even though I was here on a visa, a student working legally, I didn't have much access to any kind of health care or anything like that, unless I would be, be paying like hundreds of dollars. And, you know, as a struggling actor, you're just like, so, you know, for me, I think that that's an important cause for me, but also just legal representation for those who are, um, un, you know, undocumented, underrepresented, marginalized. Those are uh, people who, who need to have a voice and um, to be represented properly So, in, in the system. What first came to your mind when you heard about the overturn of Roe versus Wade? It was, um, I honestly became very empty. It was I, I just didn't know what was happening in this world to to understand that we've come so far and then have gone backwards in such a, a horrific way. Um, but I do have hope. I think that, you know, um, I still believe in, in, in the good of people. And uh, I think that that's something that, you know, this country also, and in general, the world is also just, kind of looking forward to it. Yes, we're going through so much division and chaos, but I think through that, I think many people will find what their true cores and true values are from these this situation. So, and as long as people are true to themselves, that's that's all we can count on. So we hope. <laughs> so Amen. We can <laughs> Amen. Any words of wisdom for the pink hair, younger version of yourself that jumped off that airplane, ran to Manhattan and went to go, you know, you, you probably met with Innovative or CAA or, you know, Benson Sarison or one of the agents in Times Square area at the time, or even David Wyckoff. What's his name? Oh, not David Wyckoff. Uh, uh, brain fart. Um, Craig Wyckoff. Craig Wyckoff and Associates. I remember his name. He used to always be in New York market as well for entertainment. And Don Buckwald and all those names. But when you jumped off that airplane, what were you thinking with that pink hair? Like, what would you have told your former self, you know, some information that you found now to be true and to be helpful? What would you have said to her when she got off that airplane? Just, you know, just like in awe of the city. <laughs> I think, you know what, to be honest with you, that pink haired fearless Martha back then, I think maintain that fearlessness. Don't ever lose it. Because once you get in this industry or in general in the world and people want to give every bit of tidbits here and there, don't ever lose that sense of um, spontaneity, curiosity, um, fearlessness, because that's just how you evolve and experience new things without judgment 
and as a creator or a creative I think those that's the um that's where your instincts come from as well so a part of me is still that pink haired girl <laughs> and for those who know um you know <laughs> for those who know me they really can um uh, attest to that but I mean mainly the reason why I had to you know go back to normal was to get work so I mean the, back then there was it was hard for me to get any work with I had pink hair I used to actually put just temporary I don't know what it was, hairspray or whatever, just to go to an audition and then just wash it out as soon as I... <laughs> so, but no, now I still maintain the fact that just keep fearless, spontaneous, curious, and um, just trust your instincts. And that's something that I should never lose. Yeah, that's <laughs> definitely... I mean, you can feel it in your performance. You have this little kid inside of you. It's so cute. It's like you allow this other little person... And I'm thinking sometimes they can be 11 years old... It's like it's, it's multiple personalities inside of you, but I see eleven year old something like a little sassy little girl inside of you, and like you let her play, and it's so beautiful that you know. I think the most the most beautiful moments that I have with my family and friends is when I allow the little nine year old or to eleven year old play and act silly and just be be themselves and be transparent and just loving and fun. And when I see your performances, it's all the same. It's like you allow this little girl, sophisticated vessel like really just have fun. It's like, what the heck? It's like you give yourself so much ability to be vulnerable. And it's just so beautiful to see that, especially with acting nowadays. It's like, it's either hit or miss. So, and, and then having said that, um, you know, unfortunately, you know, during these times of the pandemic, this is my last question. Yeah. How have, how have you know, you've been in New York and I've been, in, I'm normally in LA and I've decided to kind of um, pitch a tent in New York and um, work with our um our satellite office, so to speak. And yeah. basically, you know, in New York and try to, you know, rebuild the business and become a conduit for the Los Angeles market where we were founded and just, you know, headquartered. So I'm just kind of thinking like, wow, it's so much different energy when I was when I was younger living here. You know, the train is kind of different. I feel like I need like a billy club, you know, some pepper spray. <laughs> you know what I'm, saying? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm getting a mom over here. I'm good. So, you know, I, I use a fat tire bike that goes like 40 miles per hour. I don't even get on the train. And like I'll, I'll go to a rare car, but I went to Fashion Week on it. I just I can't do the train right now. It just doesn't, you know. I, I absolutely have to. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, they're cleaning it, but it doesn't run on time. But then I'm also seeing like there's also an influx of other people on the train, and then you know, um, of course, there's homelessness. But then I'm also seeing like, oh, another Asian person, another Asian. Person. But then I'm noticing like, where are the, where's the people on the Detroit going to Canal Street or Chinatown? Like, what happened to that? What happened to that? So I feel like this pandemic and all this MAGA stuff, I think the ignorance of that whole MAGA Republican yeah. platform has kind of really ruined the like, vibes of New York. It's yeah. kind of like, I hope we, you know, it's a resilient city and I stand with it 100%. But have you felt any difference between, you know, in terms of like the way Asian men and women are being treated in New York? Because I've seen some really disturbing video footage and I'm yeah. just like, have you felt anything like that? Do you feel like you okay to walk around the streets at night? Do you feel, because you feel, I feel like you don't care. You feel, I feel like, I feel like you're fearless, but how do you, but can you tell us how you feel? Yeah, it's a really great point. And, you know, I mean, it's funny that you say that because um, about the trains and the subways. And I remember my sister, you know, I, I was just, I, I got off the, the plane and I was like, okay, it's, it's like six o'clock in the morning. You know what? I'm going to just, I'm going to catch a train back into Brooklyn from airport. I was like, 
okay, let's just do this. And then I get on there and I forgot. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> it's too late to come back. But what I did see was how, you know, people are going to work on a Saturday morning at 5 a.m., like, you know, sleeping hard just to try to get five minutes of sleep because they got to go to work. I see the hustle. I still see that New York kind of energy of just like all from all different cultures, whether, you know, it's from Queen going Queens all the way to Brooklyn, like going all the way from Manhattan to Brooklyn. It was just an amazing but exhausting <laughs> thing for me, but I wanted to experience it again. And, and I just saw all these different New Yorkers just getting on just to really get the job done, get their get their paycheck, just to, you know, just that hustle. I mean, in terms of, you know, whether Asians have been affected, I'm sure we have been in many ways. And I think the violence that has affected um, the community has, you know, definitely raised our awareness in, in a heightened way. But I myself, this is just me speaking, I refuse to let that affect my experience of the world, the fear that a lot of these people are putting in us is something that is their tool. And so it's up to you as to how to respond, not react, but how to respond to it and how to still maintain integrity and trust that whatever energy you got, you know, is is the energy that you're going to give out, it's going to come back to you. So I think with me walking around in New York, even walking around at night, Maybe because I have lived there for so long that I'm just like, don't even talk to me. Like, don't even look. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And it, I know, and I know sometimes when I'm out here in Albuquerque shooting, I know my New York comes out and it's like, oh, Martha. <laughs> so it's instinctive in that way. But I think one thing I really want to reiterate is just don't let fear hinder your experiences, your life what you want to be, who, what you want to do because of what's out there. It's, it's um, you know, it's your life and you get to choose how you want to experience it. And the less fear you have, the more experiences you'll, you know, you'll gain from, from the world and from people that actually will surprise you. So. <laughs> yeah. And then, I mean, you've been on both sides of the fence because like we both know you've said on several of your other um, interviews that you weren't Asian enough. You weren't, you know, what does the what the hell does that mean? <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like you saw that cheap guys and she's supposed to be like, hey, you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's just unbelievable the stuff that comes out of Hollywood producers and casting people's mouths. But I guess it's a sign of the times. And, you know, it's just very interesting that like you can't go to school to be a model. You can't, you know, you can't have a college degree to be an actress. It has to be in the Academy of Arts or Yale. It's ridiculous. It is utterly ridiculous. Some of the best actors are former lawyers. Some of the best writers in for TV shows are former lawyers, judges. I mean, everyone knows that. And for you, like, I've saw some things on our research and you were like, they said I wasn't Asian enough for this show. I wasn't this. It's, like, it's kind of like, oh, my God. It's like, I can only imagine if I was in her shoes or this human being's shoes. It's like, you're not Asian enough to be Asian on TV for a character, which how dumb does that sound? And then you're, and then now, but yet you're walking on the street and people see you as Asian and you see yourself as Asian. So I know that's gotta be confusing. Um, Have you had any, um, any particular run-ins or any negative situations that you've had um, in the city or that you can think of that, Maybe you can give us some advice on precautioning ourselves or younger women, because 
I know that there's an influx of Karen, Darren's, Darren's and Starens is what I call them, um, running around the city, just looking at you, eyeballing you. Have you had anybody just be staring at you because for whatever reason it is, you know, because you, you have such a inner beauty and you exude such confidence. Do you feel like, you know, is that, do you feel like you're getting your, because I feel like people, I'm like, why are you watching me? I feel like people are just always in your face. Like, it's like, what am I doing? Like, what are you, like, you, you know me from somewhere? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, Martha, I, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> I know Martha. <laughs> oh man, no, I mean, honestly, I think like, uh, it's, it's all about just, um, I mean, for me, you know, in terms of any experiences, negative, um, of course, you have all of this. It's just, um, and it's in terms of judgment over the years growing up, you know, how you are perceived, obviously, being Filipino, there's so many stereotypes as well. And it's it's up to you just to kind of be above that. And that's something that my parents um, taught me from a very young age for how they dealt with a lot of the discrimination and racism um, it's it's about being graceful about it. And, you know, obviously pick your battles because I'm not saying don't stick up for yourself. <laughs> but I think it is about a matter of integrity and just knowing who you are. And it, and sometimes we do lose ourselves because, uh, because of fear, because of a lot of perceptions. Um, but I think, you know, when you just kind of deal with circumstance, just always maintain your integrity and just um, just know that, it's not everybody's like that. This is just one person and you are, again, the energy that you exude. So just always tap into the positivity of things. Yeah, it's it's such a strange thing because, yeah, I mean, even for me, whenever I feel that kind of energy, I'm like, am I going to react or am I going to respond? And there's many different ways and fine lines that that you could cross and regret. And so it's always just something to think of during those moments. And how do you, when you're thinking of those moments, is it like a devil and an angel on your shoulder? Because I know, I feel like that little kid that's 11 years old inside of you, she's, she's sassy and she, she, that little girl, she probably got a pot in the pan. She's like, don't come over here. <laughs> but it's like, how do you, how, how, like, how do you, when do you know, do you, is there like a, a check sheet or a survey that you have with yourself? Because I know like sometimes if I'm being tested, I'm like, this person, it's not about them not being worth my time. It's just like, I always think about is the ramifications of me having something, having a knee on my neck, the end result of this bickering or this little, this, you know, this, this little nasty spatter that I'm going to have this person on the train or in front of a restaurant or inside of a restaurant. Is it worth it? Is it worth it? Is it worth me blowing up at that gate agent at the airport? Because I've been waiting for five hours in my flight. (laughs) The delay and she got smart with me. And I'm a, a medallion member or silver or gold or whatever, but is it worth it? It's like, so we have to ask ourselves, like, is it worth, you know, the ramifications of what they're trying to set me up to have? Because yeah. I feel like it's a setup. It's like, you're trying to set me up. You should, why would you call the police or any marginalized person? And first of all, I feel like a lot of the attacks nowadays and some of the sneers, and I'm glad we touched on this because a lot of younger people are having a lot of issues right now and they don't have anybody to speak to or talk to. And a lot of our readers are very young. And they look at us as role models, especially you, Martha, because you're a trailblazer and that's all they see. And we have a lot of team members at 360 who are from Asia, India, but it's all the same continent, you know. And it's like people don't understand, like they, you know, 4 billion people damn near live in Asia, the continent. You know, it's just ridiculous how we're not educated. We don't understand that. We are a little, we are a piece of glitter. 
amongst you know a, you know a part of a disco ball you know of the world because Asia is like huge. Asia is massive. It's massive, and people don't even understand it. Jakarta is probably one of the biggest cities in the world. I when I get off that plane, I almost ran back on the plane. I was like, oh. it was. <laughs> It was, so, it was so bustling all night long. And then at midnight, you hear the Muslim prayers and it's just, I'm like, whoa. So I think that, I think that these conversations are important. And I thank you so much for, you know, telling us your side of the story. Um, is there anything else that you wanted to tell us or we didn't speak about that you can talk to, or even the time that we can ch- tune into your show? Oh, wow. No, I mean, <laughs> honestly, this was the most like beautiful, um, wonderful conversation that I've had in a long time, because, you know, we do forget to express ourselves and talk about these things. And, and it's good to check yourself, you know, because even the questions that you've asked me, I'm like, hold on, hold on, wait a minute, Martha, what is the true answer here right now? Be real. Um, and, and that's why I, for me, I, I'm, it's just made my day. So (laughs) Other than that, like, no, it's just been such a pleasure talking to you. You don't understand. And um, I mean, the show is on on Monday. There's um, it's uh, all I can say is that if you think season one was intense, oh, you have no idea what's going to happen. <laughs> like, I am just kind of like after work, I'm always just like, hey, let me let me just go in a corner and just let let me get back to Martha and just relax and, and let go because it is, but it's an amazing, amazing journey that you'll all experience this season. So I'm excited. Well, thank you so much, Martha. It was such a pleasure having you. Thank you oh, so you much. We heart you. We heart you. Thank you so much and keep on your journey. And hopefully we'll be talking to you soon about your next big project or your Emmy nomination. Oh my god! Oh my I'm god! Throw, I'm gonna throw, throw that out there. I've only seen a couple <laughs> episodes, but I was like, "What the heck am I watching?" It was like a master. It's like like the, the show has some serious people on there, so you guys have to check it out because the cinematography, the style, it, the, the way it's styled, the wardrobe, everything is just so spot on. Even the makeup, the hair, everything. I'm like, whoa. You, I mean, you really feel, I feel like I really want to like, you know, give you a massage. You, I feel like you've been working, trying to get, make ends meet as a, you know, an immigrant and you're trying to make it happen. It's the hustle. <laughs> so it's the hustle. The hustle. <laughs> so thank you so much for, um, for coming through and stopping by and telling us about such a great project. We're going to check you out on Mondays on Fox. And I'm so happy for you and your newfound, your renewed success and, um, and continue blessings to you. Um, all the same energy back to you. So much love. Thank you.